Hello, I'm Erica and welcome to Teapod Talks. And Thursday's bonus podcast is where I interview members from my community, Emotional Eating and Food Addiction Support Group, and also experts in the eating disorder field. Grab a cuppa, sit back, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to Teapod Talks. And I'm joined today with the lovely Michelle. Michelle is a member of my new community, Emotional Eating and Food Addiction Support Group. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for being here. Hi, Erica. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Okay, so I'm going to dive straight in because this podcast is all about emotional eating, how it affects you in your life you know your thoughts your experiences all that kind of stuff so I'm going to start off with the first question how long have you known that you were an emotional eater oh god um (laughs) how long's a piece of string I've known oh probably since my teens right Um, but I probably didn't kind of like equate it to emotions at that time um but yeah, it's 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 when the uh, the massive teen hormones hit, isn't it? And you start sulking, and the world hates you, and you hate the world. So yeah, it's probably since then. <laughs> oh, uh, and are you saying that um, you had it was triggers that you noticed that you were getting, and that because obviously, okay, so when you're a teen and and you start menstruating and all of that kind yeah. of stuff, there there is the right. I've got to have chocolate and all the things that you're told you, you should have, and that's going to make it all better. Yeah. But let's put that aside. But other things that probably impacted in your life around then, I did got, you notice that there were triggers? I, I got put on my first diet at about thirteen. Oh, I see. Right, so. And when I look back, I wasn't actually that overweight, but I didn't conform with the norm at the time. Um, I then had to diet when I was 16 so that I could join the police cadets because I was classed as being overweight. Again, looking back, I wasn't. I then had to diet when I was a cadet before I could join the regulars um, because I had to hit a certain weight target at 18. Forgive Um, me, what's the regulars? From the police cadets to the regular police. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so obviously graduating from like like a student up up to joining the the police at 18 and a half. Um, So I had to diet to do that. So I literally starved myself for three weeks um, just so that I could hit the weight target because I was fit enough because that's what you do as cadets. You're running around all over the place. So I was fit enough. Um, I starved myself literally for three weeks, um, went and did my medical, passed my medical, went out and bought three cream cakes. (laughs) And how how did that make you feel? It's just Men- ment- mentally, because like you've just you've just kind of like gone through three episodes where, and the first one was you were made, yeah. then again, and then again. Yeah. So th- these weren't choices of your own where you say, oh, "I'm going to go on a diet and lose a little no. bit." Of weight. No. These were inflicted on you. Yeah, yeah, and that's been that. I think the pattern throughout certainly early adulthood has probably been oh I've got I've got to lose weight I've been told I've got to lose weight um and it's not necessarily by choice or it's societal kind of like influences that make me think oh I have to do this uh, right so it's it's never really been I want to do it for me it's I've got to do this to conform to what society expects of me um so yeah but my, my way of like 
I did all the things that every other person that's ever been in this position has done and we can all say exactly the same thing is like I would starve myself for three weeks to reach that target and then I would treat myself with something that was forbidden because I'd starve myself and then that binge would continue and it's like oh it's okay it's it's only for a week and then it's like oh I just fancy this and I just fancy that and you know you you, you always treat you'll always find an excuse to treat yourself absolutely because you've been because you've been deprived yeah yeah and so you want comfort you want yeah. you know you want to yes. feel good so yeah. you want to taste something that yeah feels good in your mouth but also yeah. soothes you mentally yeah. as well yeah so did you have any support or or did you discuss this with anyone when you kind of like noticed that you know the the way your behavior around food wasn't quite right not at that time um later on in adulthood i have discussed it with people and i did actually crack um because i was um hiding what i was eating yeah um and so i I did through the gp i did go and have um I think it was, I can't remember if it was just general counselling or CBT. Right. Around the fact that I was literally, I would go to the shop to go and buy something mm-hmm. for, for dinner. And whilst there, I would buy sweets, chocolates, biscuits, cake, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Bearing in mind the shop is, is not that far away. By the time I got home, I would have eaten all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally just stuffed it in my mouth, sat on the drive or sat in the car at the shop eating it. And then I get home and dispose of the evidence and that I then knew was getting out of hand so I did go and have some counselling for that and then I stopped I've stopped doing that I'll still go to the shop and buy something and maybe eat it on the way home but I'm not Mm. like binging it and I'm not I'm not hiding it um but yeah I know that that was getting really really out of hand and that would I would say probably late 30s it's the first time I probably addressed it. And, I, you know, I can totally relate to that because I, I used to do exactly the same thing. And, and it, it, you know, it became quite extreme. I was bringing food into the house. I was hiding food away. Um, and no one, no one knew about it. Yeah. You know, no one knew about it. And, you know, then there's the hiding the crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. getting out of the car and realising it's all over your clothes. Yeah. Um, and and the, and the root the the rubbish would get hidden in other rubbish. Yes, so that people couldn't actually see. Yes, what and you look back. I look back and I think, oh my god, it, <laughs> I you... laugh about it. But this is how extreme it was getting. Oh, exactly, and covering your tracks. Yeah. it's just it's all about covering your tracks yeah. and and doing it all in secret. Yeah. So, have you noticed that certain experiences? from your past or present triggers your emotions not so much from the past now because i do think that to an extent that is probably slightly more under control than it obviously used to be but there's Mm. a lot going on now that triggers um lack of self-worth yeah and like well if you don't love me what's the point in loving myself nobody else is going to love me and that spirals again and i'm the i'm the kind of person and i don't need somebody falling all over me but i need i need to be validated i need to be told you're lovely you're i love you and stuff like that and then when i don't hear it i don't believe i i'm capable of being loved and that that starts me off on not not necessarily a binge i don't think i binge as much as i used to but i definitely still overeat 
and I definitely still um, emotionally eat. So when I start on, you know, a bowl of ice cream, it's never just one bowl. Just, you yeah. Know, a lot. And it's it's getting to the stage now, you know, I'm just, I'm just in constant pain. You know, um, it, and this validation that you need is this, let's say from your significant other or yeah. from friends, family members as well. Yes. Yeah, or work colleagues. Significant other. I mean, oh. I'm, do, I, I mean, I'm, I am an outgoing effervescent bubbly personality um i work with the public and uh, nobody would ever know that i don't like myself from the way i portray myself but isn't that the majority of people yes um uh, so yeah it's not validation from people outside of my immediate sphere i think it's from within you know it's, it's from a significant other he's got he's got his own issues so i know he can't think about me and, and i understand that but then it's like what about me <laughs> and that's that's yeah that's where i'm at at the minute it's kind of like i've got to learn to love myself and that's what absolutely and and to be honest the the self-love is so so important because that's that's the first true love affair that you have to have yeah before anybody else says that they love you because if you don't love yourself and even if others love you it will never your there will always be some kind of emptiness there yeah hole that you can't you know you can't fill and you can't kind of like replace and 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 I you know I I do relate to that because I I fell out I fell out of love with myself for many many years yeah and that's why I abused my body the way that I did because I just didn't think that I was worthy yes yeah um yeah I mean uh, when 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 I saw you pop up on on Facebook and then in another group we were both looking at and and just listening to just you know just reading your story and hearing what you had to say, I went, "You are me, down to an absolute T." <laughs> so related to it, thinking, "Yes, you've done it. I know I can do it because I have done it in the past. Mm. I know I can do it, and I know I need to do it. Um, but I don't want to force myself to. Do- I sound stupid. I've got to force myself to do it because I've got to get on track and I've got to get it done. But then it's like, no, no, I'm going to rebel. You can't make me do it. <laughs> Thinking, but it's me that's telling you, yeah, no, but I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I, well, it's it's kind of like having the devil and the angel yeah, you know, sat yeah. on your shoulder. Yeah, kind of, I like, am. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, one. You know, it's like the pros and the cons. So you know, how's yeah. this going to work out for me? But yeah. I, I, I kind of like think that, you know, you you come to a point in your life where you start to really look deeper into why is this happening yeah do you know the choices I have made in the past have they been the best choices for me am I going around in a cycle is what we're told the truth is there another way that I haven't actually investigated yet and this is why I you know I started the group the community to educate and just to share with women that there is another way that we're not really told about because we you know we're brought up to think go on a diet do your thing lose weight everything's going to be amazing you're just you'll be wonderful and slim for the rest of your life that's it that's that's it yeah but that's not it and that's not the truth and and even though, you know, you may be a yo-yo dieter, I was a, you know, a, a diehard yo-yo dieter 
where I just kept doing the same thing over and over again, but I was absolutely blind to see that, hold on, this doesn't actually work. Yeah. It works for it it works for the period of time you need it to work for, i.e. because you're going on holiday, because you've got a deadline. It'll always work for that, but it's not that it's not about that. It's about the long term health benefits and and i said never looked beyond that before it was Mm. always immediate fix yeah yeah it's the short-term fix yeah you know the the diet is a short-term fix but cannot be maintained solve well no it it just it cannot solve the long-term problem yeah and it's the long-term problem that that the stuff the inner work that needs to be done yeah that's that's the you know that's the fix that's the yeah. long term fix. I mean, I thought I'd cracked it last time because I was I was so 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 focused for mm. over a year, um, and it was it was following kind of like mindful eating and doing the eighteen twenty uh, eighty twenty yeah. kind of portioning um, and making healthy choices. Yeah, I really thought I'd cracked it, and then something happened, and it just kind of like oh, I'll just. I don't care. I don't love me. I'll just eat the cake and didn't actually think about what was going in my mouth again. Whereas like before I was actually making the healthy choice. I mean, I went, I went to America for three weeks <laughs> on my dream holiday and mm. I came back exactly the same way as I went because I was mindfully eating mm. and we still ate everything that we wanted to eat and still had the fun and you know apart that was a cruise as well so like yeah you know and I came back and it's like it's exactly the same way I went away as and it's like yeah I can do it I've, I've cracked it but the thing is what what we don't think about and we don't take into consideration is the amount of years that we have been habitually doing um eating in a certain way yeah thoughts and those emotions all those things maybe you know five years ten years doesn't matter how long it is we immediately think that we go on a diet we lose some weight and we may spend a year or two and think that we have cracked it but those deep ingrained habits are still there they don't go away Mm. we think they do but they don't. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like it's long term, deep work that needs to build up new thought processes, mm. new, healthy, positive thought processes that eventually you will start using on a regular basis. So mm. I, I used to think, <laughs> yeah, I've cracked it. The amount of times I thought I've cracked it. I've done it. <laughs> I don't need anybody's help anymore. Yeah. I don't. And then I realised, oh, I've lost the plot again. Yeah. I've totally lost the plot. And it's worse than the time before. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you feel about diets and the mentality that impacts on emotional eating? When When you say the word diet now, I don't associate it with going on a diet like Weight Watchers or whatever. Mm. I associate the word diet with the food that's going into my mouth as in like my diet consists of something healthy or my diet consists of something really unhealthy rather than rather than saying I'm on a diet I haven't been on a diet for for a very very long time because diets don't work as we all know um it just perpetuates the unhealthy eating um so yes to me my diet is either good or my diet is bad my diet is improving at the minute Mm. 
cook from scratch um, most nights. Um, it's the stuff in between the meals that I've got to sort out again. And once I've got my mind around the stuff in between the meals, that's when I kind of crack my 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 healthier eating habits. Um, so yeah, I don't believe in diets. I know they don't work, and I'll never I'll never spend any money on diet food again. <laughs> I mean, I actually think that diets do work, but they require underpinning with mindset work. And they don't do that. No, no, they don't. So I read yesterday about diets are really disordered eating. Mm. And I kind of like started to think about it. And then I thought, actually, that's true. Because when I think about the amount of diets that I have been on, where I have started, I have uh, stopped the diet in between, binged, gone mm. back on my diet, stopped it again, done whatever stuff i wanted to do go back on my diet and it's all disruptive mm. totally disordered and perpetuated i suppose the start of you know my emotional eating and also the eating disorder mm. you know that i'm recovering from now mm. it's 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 weird when you look at it that way you kind of like realize, you know, it's very rare that someone will go from A to B with a diet, not stop and just do it. Mm. Um, it's very, very unusual, very, yeah. very unusual. Yeah. But I, th I think it's the I think it's the mental impact that diets have on us all, how, you know, they make us feel as women. Mm. how it undermines us how it strips away our confidence mm. our self-esteem mm. um how we feel that we're just total failures because yeah. even though we're intelligent women we just think there's something must be wrong with us yeah because we keep messing up yeah why, why can't why can't i eat the same amount as she's eating mm. and and be satisfied with the same amount that she's eating why do i need to go yeah. that extra that extra cake that extra piece of bread that extra port whatever and it's like well, why can't i do what she's doing what's her, what's so why she's so much better than me her life yeah. could be falling apart in some other aspect but when it comes to food she actually listens to her body <laughs> yeah and, and it's all you know yeah it's about being in tune and it's also mm. about finding out what your triggers are mm. and why you're being triggered mm. um and and that is inner work Mm. So my last question, it's been lovely talking to you, Michelle. My last question is now that you are in, you know, in my community yeah. with like-minded women, what difference has it made for you? And I know you haven't been in my community that long. It's only been a week or so, or about a couple of weeks. Mm. But just listening and having the stories, uh, you know, just hearing the same story reiterated, saying, yeah, I'm not alone. Um, sometimes you feel like you're very much alone and you're the only person going through it like I say when I first read your story I thought yeah that just resonated and then I hear other people's stories and that just resonates and just the things that you put out every day every week saying oh, what you know what's your goal this week what are you doing this week what 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 little changes are you going to make for the day or something like that mm -hmm. so and I, and I responded to it um, this morning with yeah. uh, the changes that I'm going to make for this coming week and then I've promptly gone out and I've actually bought the stuff i need to make those changes mm -hmm. uh, that i'm starting from a winning position absolutely and taking action yeah 
But I, I don't know if you've noticed that something that I am huge on, because this is something I used to do and I would end up failing and wonder why I kept failing. The thing is, when you think about making changes, most people will think, right, I'm going for it. I'm going to do it. Right. I've got to do X, Y, Z, da, 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 and make this long list of all these things that you've got to do and you've got to implement it straight away. Yeah. It then becomes incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. Then you realise you're not doing all the things that you said you were going to do. Yeah. You feel rubbish and then you self-sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. So I am a firm believer of taking it slow yeah. implementing micro steps yeah and you know with the diet mentality it's all about time scales it's all about well i've got to do it by three months time or two months time because i've got to lose x amount because if i don't i can't get into that and then all this pressure yeah i'm very much about taking that pressure away yeah and actually just taking your time taking it one day at a time and if it means stripping it right back and just doing one thing, then that's actually okay if it means that it helps you to move forward. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah. No, I am just doing that one thing because I need to, <clears throat> I need to cut this one thing out to see if that's going to make a difference to how I'm currently feeling because I'm yes. not feeling right as we've already discussed. Yes. Um so just by cutting that one thing out, but I've what I've done by like going and buying the things that I need, it's kind of like I've got the alternatives so that I can safely cut that one thing out and still carry on cooking. Um and and, and still carrying on having, you know, the 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 positive week that I've got planned food mm. food wise. Um whereas obviously if I didn't have these extra little bits I would just think, oh, I haven't got them, so I'm just going to have to use what I think it might be making me feel ill. Yes. So yeah, so it, it's given it set me up for a win this week, um, to 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 have the ingredients in that I need to have in to supplement and comp, you know, or replace the things that I think might not be doing me any good, and just see what you know what you suggested last week is just. See, see how the week pans out and mm. see whether it makes any kind of difference. And if it doesn't, I know it's not that. And then I, yeah. I'll start from scratch. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's no point trying to replace and change everything because I won't know. If I just cut everything out, I won't know what's making me unwell. So it's one thing at a time. Yes, absolutely. So, Michelle, it's been wonderful having you here Thank you ever so much for sharing some of your thoughts and your experiences with us today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to Teapod Talks. And if you struggle with emotional eating, why not connect with me in my community, Emotional Eating and Food Addiction Support Group? Or on Facebook and Instagram, Erica Emotional Eating Expert. All links are in the caption. See you next week.